Hey guys, welcome to You Got This, The Journey. I'm your host, Shannon Andrus. I'm on a journey right now to become the absolute best version of me. I want to find ways that I can improve mentally, physically, and spiritually. So every week, I'm going to open up about my journey and talk about tips and tricks of what's working for me and what's not working for me. I'll also be interviewing guests who will share their stories too. Together, we will inspire one another to become the absolute best versions of ourselves. So join me every week on this journey. And remember, you got this. Journeyers, 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 and the bass keeps running, running, and running, running, and running. <laughs> Guys, I am, I am feeling so excited to be recording right now. Like, I really am so happy to be doing another solo episode for you guys. And I was thinking of songs that had to do with running because today is all about my journey with running and my tips for how to get into running. And so the only thing that came to my mind was the Black Eyed Peas song. Um, what is it? Is it Get Start? I, I don't know. But oh, let's get started. Yeah. But the beginning was like, and the bass keeps running, running and running, running. And that's that's all I heard in my head. And that's actually not even a song that I listen to when I go for a run. I have a lot of songs we could go through today that I listen to. But anyway, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because this is something I've been getting asked about a lot ever since I created my Instagram page. Like I've literally been asked about this so many times and I just haven't done an episode on it. And this week I posted a question asking everybody, what do you want this week's podcast episode topic to be? Because I was thinking of doing an episode on either my running journey or on the importance of water, how much we should drink, why we need to have it and all the good things that it does. And then a shoot the shit session with a friend talking about Vanderpump Rules since I just finished that episode. But you guys voted for the running journey the most. There were some other votes for the other ones. So don't worry, they are coming. So if you have those questions, you don't have to wait for me to ask them. Just send them my way. As a reminder, that is on Instagram on my page at you got this underscore the journey. And on there, you can ask me any questions that you have. But that was the winner. And so that's what today's podcast episode is all about. But before we get into that, of course, I have to talk to you guys about my journey. What's new this week and what's going on? And it's been a roller coaster of a week. Today was one of those days sitting down to record today's podcast episode that I was sitting here like, well, okay, wait, I need to update them on my journey. What happened this week? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. And it's like, I play all the different things in my head. And it's like, wow, we have a lot to uncover here. Okay. Okay. You guys, so journey update to start, bear with me here. I'll try to get through this quick so that we can get into the fun topic for today. But this was Overall, I'm going to say a really, really good week. And I had some highs and lows and twists and turns just like every other week of life, you know, you know? And, and so here's how it started. So I had my engagement party on Saturday with Kyle and it was fan freaking tastic. I mean, we had... <laughs> 
a little too much fun, if I'm going to be honest. I had the worst anxiety legit until like Wednesday and the party was on Saturday. But I, I had a lot of fun. But yeah, like I said, maybe a little too much fun. But it really was such, such a great day. And I was stressed before it. I was. I was hysterically crying the week before it because so many people who I loved and care about and wanted to be there couldn't come because of either they had COVID or because they got rescheduled because of me having COVID, they couldn't come. And so there was just so many, like, it felt like issues that came up. But like I said last week, you know, I had to take a step back and think about what was important. So once I did that, I released all, you know, stress and anxiety about it. It wasn't easy. If you ask Kyle, he would say she was so emotional and upset about this. But eventually I just released and thought, you know what? It doesn't matter over how many people couldn't come. It's who's there and who we get to celebrate our love with. And that is what is important. And the people that came made it the most special day ever. Like, I I don't even know how to describe how grateful I feel for the engagement party that we were able to have with all of the people that we love and care about. Like, we just had so much fun. It was a gorgeous day, not too hot. It didn't rain. The sun was out. It was beautiful. And just all of our friends, friends, our friends and family there. And oh my gosh, guys, it was just, it was so much fun. But there were a lot of shots, a lot of drinking. If I'm being totally honest with you guys, a lot of shit I just don't even remember and had to text all my friend groups asking if I was nice and kind to everyone everybody. That's, that is my go-to anxiety question. Okay. All I care about was, was I kind? Was I kind to like, I just want to make sure I, I wasn't mean or did anything bad. Cause let's be honest. Okay. Not every drunk night is fun. Sometimes you have too much tequila and you could be a bitch to people or you're not that nice. And I just, I don't want to be that person. I, I just hope that I'm always kind and fun to everybody. And everybody assured me, oh, the, oh, you were having the time of your life and you were fun. You, you were kind. Everybody always laughs when I ask that. But that's that's what I just I need to make sure I was a good person at the end of the day, because that's most important, you know, but it was a lot of fun. We it really was great. We picked out our wedding hashtag. I posted that on Instagram. You got to check it out. But it is hashtag to have and to horn line. I got so many different ideas from people of hashtags. So I made a whiteboard where everybody had to vote at the party. And that was fun. Um, and just so many other, you know, games and stuff. And I made a toast and cried pretty much about how I just can't wait to marry the love of my life, you know, super cheesy. I think everybody was like, no, <laughs> but anyway, it was a lot of fun, but, oh, and the best part, I forgot to mention this, my sister and her husband, flew to New Jersey and surprised me and Kyle and came to celebrate at our engagement party, which, oh my God, like that was the best surprise ever. I mean, she ended up because of like so many people not being able to come because of COVID and some fears that I had about it. She ended up having to tell me ahead of time that she was coming to the party, but still, regardless, it still was such an amazing, amazing surprise. And I'm just so grateful that they were able to be there and celebrate this really awesome time with us, you know, and her wedding was just this year. So it's just so cool that like we've celebrated everything for her. And now she's here with me. It's like, we've just like, I don't know, been there for each other, you know, and that is a gift. I I will never be able to thank them enough for. I have to find a way to repay them because I'm like, I cannot believe you guys made the trip here for my backyard barbecue, drunk, dancing, 
flip cup crazy <laughs> party. But it was it was so much fun. But, you know, I definitely was paying the price for all that fun. I will tell you that my anxiety was so, so bad the next few days after the party, which freaking sucks because, you know, in the moment you're having a blast. It's like a great time. You are just taking shots, having drinks, letting loose, having fun, laughing, smiling, dancing. You know, in that moment, I'm not thinking about my anxiety or feeling like shit or anything like that. But the next day when there's some blurry bits and it ain't all that clear. um, Yeah, my anxiety was through the roof and I become a very annoying person. Like I told you guys, I just had to keep asking everybody if I was being kind, but I, I don't stop asking until like I've heard every single detail to make sure that like I was a good person. And it just lingered for the next couple of days. I didn't feel right. And then also, you know, obviously it was a party. We just like ate and drank like shit. And so I really started to feel so crappy about myself. And probably a mistake was like that the following day, I was chilling by the pool in my bathing suit. And I just started to feel really, really just like, this isn't where I want to be, you know? And so that had me not feeling so confident. And, you know, like I've been nervous to talk about this on the podcast because unfortunately out there on social media right now, there is such a negative vibe and attitude towards people who are trying to live healthier lifestyles, whether they're making diet changes or if they're starting to exercise more. There's this negative idea that because we're doing those things, we are unhappy with ourselves or we feel like we need to fit this stigma that's this society has put on us, whatever. And it's just, it's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. It's true. Like when did eating healthy, when did just eating healthy become negative, toxic diet culture? Like, isn't that so stupid? Like me choosing to have fruit instead of an ice cream sundae. Like, why is that being like, why am I being attacked now for it? And I'm being freaking subtweeted out there. Okay. Anybody who doesn't know what subtweet, I mean, I think everybody knows what subtweeting is, but it's basically somebody complaining and talking shit about you, but they don't say your name. So like literally I do episodes about how I'm like clean eating and how I'm like doing this new meal prep service, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but like, I'll see somebody post like, I cannot stand this toxic diet culture of people like having to have these prepared meals and not just eating how they want and intuitively eating like, okay, that's what I wanted. And why are you bashing me for for having veggies and just trying to be healthier, you know? And look, it is something I'm struggling with right now. I literally cried in therapy about it this week that I'm so not happy with where I am in my physical journey because I really want to get into better shape. And it's not that You know, I'd be so, so lying and full of shit if I sat here and said, I'm doing everything. I don't get it. I don't know why I'm not, you know, in the shape that I want to be in. Do I work out every day? Yes. At least five days a week. Yes, I do work out. But my diet has been freaking terrible. I've been snacking like crazy, having junk food, drinking a lot. Like I am to blame for not having the results that I want to have. Like it's all on me. And I think it's okay if I want to make a change and want to eat healthier and maybe cut out alcohol like as much as I've been having it and maybe just make better choices. Like 
I don't see a freaking problem with that. But for some reason, there's just this like negative attitude out there. But that was like really like a low that I had this week because I just was feeling really upset. You know, like I, I know that I have the capability to get into better shape. Like I have the discipline to work out and be an active person. I just have this really, really unhealthy relationship with food. And I felt like such a pathetic loser opening up about this to my therapist this week, you guys. I really, really did because I was like crying about how fixated my mind will get on something, like something that's in my house that I want to have. And it's like I drive myself nuts and I get into this scarcity mindset where it's it's all or nothing now or never. And to where I just am not thinking of future Shannon and how future Shannon would feel, but I feel like, okay, right now you need to make a decision as if this is the only time you could have it. And it's diving me into this very negative relationship with food where I'm overeating, you know, I'm having things that are just not supporting me at all. And it's just not where I want to be. And so this week I really struggled with that. I mean, I cried a lot to like my therapist about it, to, to Kyle about it. That I'm just not feeling confident. And especially with dress shopping being a month away, me knowing this isn't where you want to be. There's just a pressure I think that is happening to me with this. And so I've decided like, I really need to buckle down and make a change because you guys know, you've heard this in so many episodes. Like I am an action taker. I'm not going to sit back, be like, woe is me. Complain, complain, complain. When I am the one responsible for the negative results that I'm having, I'm responsible for that. And I am the only person to blame. So I've decided to really make a change to buckle down and get serious about a healthier lifestyle for me. And so with that, I invested in Daily Harvest, which is a meal prep delivery service. And let me tell you guys something that changed my week a lot because it started with me feeling very shitty about myself, sluggish, gross, to be honest. Like I just was not feeling good at all. And so I decided to go with this meal prep delivery service that my sister recommended to me. It's all natural, plant-based, organic. You don't have to worry about pesticides and other chemicals that are fucking us up being in there. It is healthy and the meals are proportioned and planned to where it's like exactly what I should be having. And and let me tell you guys why I did this. Because I think in you know previous episodes, I've talked a lot about like meal prepping and how I was going to hold myself accountable. And while yes, I absolutely could be doing that, I'm literally choosing not to. Could I go to the store and buy all the ingredients to make a smoothie in the morning and salad for lunch and a healthy dinner? Absolutely. But guess what happens when it's lunchtime and I have 20 minutes until my next work call? I'm choosing to go for the Takis. Have you guys had these chips, by the way? Takis, they're so freaking good. But <laughs> Okay, don't make me think about them. My mind will go into that scarcity mindset. <laughs> but I think about these freaking Takis and like, and I just grab them instead of sitting down making my meal. And so, yes, do I have the ability to meal prep and be disciplined? Absolutely, I do. But I am not choosing to. I'm choosing the easier, quicker options. So to get over this hurdle, I need to have easier, quicker options, but that were supporting me in my goals and the journey that I'm on with my health and fitness. And so that's a meal prep service. It comes here. And you know what's great about this daily harvest besides the other meal prep services? Like the food comes and all you have to do is either pop it in a blender to make your shake or pop it in the microwave, put it in the oven 
or just quickly mix it on the stove. It's not like those other places where you get the full grocery list, they give you the recipe and you still have to take the time to cook everything. Like this stuff is so quick and easy. And I have to say, like, I'm slowly starting to see like my energy just get better. I feel better about myself. I'm not feeling in this like sluggish, like gross state that I really, really felt him with like how I was eating before. And it's not that I was a bad eater. I just, I was not having meals that supported me. And you know what too? It's like, I was talking about this with my mom the other day. It's like, if I try to meal prep, I will typically just stick to the same breakfast, lunch, and dinner because I don't have the time to look up the fun recipes. And I'm also not going to spend a shit ton of money at the grocery store getting these ingredients that are impossible to find to make a meal that's going to take me five hours to make, (laughs) you know? So with this service, it's like it's keeping it fun and entertaining because there's different meals I'm having all throughout the day. And it's with really good ingredients that I typically wouldn't get at the grocery store. So it's, it's, it's making it fun and easier for me to to stay accountable and actually commit to this lifestyle that I want to be living, you know? And as far as price-wise, if I went to the store and bought all this shit, it'd be like double or triple the price of what I'm spending for the company to just do it for me. So I'm saving money and achieving goals, you know? And we love that. We love saving money and achieving goals, right? <laughs> so I'm super pumped, you guys. I've been giving out my uh, discount code. It's It's... It's not like, guys, this isn't an influencer thing. It's just whenever you sign up for these things, you get a promo code to give out to your friends or family, and then they get money off and you do too. Well, anyway, I have one of those and you would get $40 off your first order. So if you are interested, let me know. And if Daily Harvest doesn't sound like your thing and you'd rather try like Hello Fresh or Blue Apron or um, Eat Clean Bro or any of those other ones, find a friend who's doing it before you sign up so you can get their promo code and get money off. Okay. So I'm seeing things go on the up. Was it a difficult realization I had about, you know, this relationship with food and and just like, you know, where I'm at right now in my physical space? Absolutely. But I'm seeing progress and it's on the up of where things will go now. And one last thing I just want to say about this is I think what's hardest for me, and I think a lot of you will be able to relate to this, is I was like upset and as I was in therapy, I was talking about this. I was saying like, I'm just so frustrated because when I was younger, I never, ever had this issue with food ever. I mean, I just had such a good metabolism. And I guess because I was so active that nothing could put weight on me. I mean, I was toned, muscular, petite little thing. And guess what I was eating? Like a bagel for breakfast, a big sub for lunch, probably with an orange soda. And then for dinner, I'd have like big Italian meals and ice cream Sunday after and probably a few more sodas too. And I was so little. And now I'm working out, busting my ass and trying to eat healthy. And it's so hard. It's so hard. And that is so frustrating because it wasn't this hard my whole life. I'm not somebody who ever struggled with this before and now it's happening. And that happens as we get older. It happens as our hormones change. And I'm sure it'll change again when I venture into the next part of my life of having kids. But it's really frustrating when our bodies change and we can't just easily do things the way that we used to, you know? But with that, we just have to adapt and find new, exciting ways to to live the life that we want to live, you know? And so that's where I'm at, you guys. Oh, oh, okay, okay. 
last thing, last thing before I forget, Kyle and I took our engagement photos. I don't know why I'm singing anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's Friday and I'm, I'm just happy. But anyway, I, we, we took our engagement photos and I'm just so happy that we finally got these done. It was on a beautiful day. I'm pretty sure I told you guys this, but we had to reschedule them. And the original date was rainy, muddy, humid, and gross. This day was just a beautiful, clear sky, sunny, perfect, perfect day. I have not gotten the photos yet. I absolutely will be sharing them on Instagram. So make sure you're following me and you'll be able to see them there. But I did see some of them. Our photographer showed us them and they're beautiful. I just can't wait. And it was like, (laughs) okay, I don't know if anybody else would feel this way getting photos taken with their significant other, but I thought it was really hot. (laughs) I thought it was like, I don't know. I like really enjoyed like taking these photos with Kyle. Like it was so romantic. Like we were like, just like kissing and holding each other and being close. And I don't know. I was like, this is very romantic. So (laughs) if you're married or you're not engaged, just do a photo shoot with your significant other. I think it's, um, it's pretty cool. (laughs) All right, you guys, I will share those with you as soon as I have them. And that that is it for the journey update. So now we can dive into today's topic all about my running journey and how you can get into running and my tips for you for how to have a successful, healthy relationship with running in your life. If it's something you want to do, not everybody has to be a runner. But the reason that I'm talking about this in today's episode is because so many people have reached out to me. And this is what I was saying earlier is that so many people have reached out to me ever since I started my Instagram page at you got this. I think I've said my Instagram page like 10 times in this episode. I'm sorry. Anyway, it's at you got this underscore the journey, but so many people have reached out to me ever since I started that page. And I've just asked me whenever I posted about running, they're like, girl, how are you doing this? You're inspiring me. I've always wanted to get into running, but I literally can't. I hate it. It's miserable, but I want to. How? And I've gotten asked this so many, so many, so many times. And it was the topic selected for this week. And you know, I think what it is with running for people is it's one of those things that I think no matter who you are, when you see somebody running, something in you is inspired. And I really do believe that. I think it could be, you know, if you're at a race or you see somebody complete a, you know, marathon or you like online or whether you're in person, wherever, when you see that and you see that camaraderie that happens and how like uplifting those events are, it inspires you. Like you want to participate in that. You want to be running in that. You want to get that medal. You want to compete with yourself and have people who are all on a positive, motivated like journey to complete this really intense goal, right? It's so motivating. Like everyone who watches somebody run in a race has that sense of like, wow, that'd be really cool to do. Now you might say, yeah, but I'll never freaking do that. (laughs) Or you'll say you will, right? But, but I think there's an inspiration that happens there. And also, it, it doesn't even have to be a race, but it could be literally if you see somebody running outside. You know, when I go to my gym, I get there at 5 a.m. I see people running outside and they are like decked out in this like lit up gear all over their body so that, you know, cars could see them. But every morning they're up 
running and training. And, you know, it could be you're, you're just driving down the road. It's a sunny day. It's a rainy day. It's a snowy day. And you see these people running. I think you're inspired to be like, you know what? Good for them. They're getting after it. Like, that's awesome. And something in us makes us go, you know what? I want to be a runner. And then we go to run and we go, I freaking hate running. <laughs> and then we don't run anymore. And I think there's a couple of reasons that that happens, which I want to talk about today. But my point is that it's something that I think a lot of people are interested in just because of the feeling that running gives to everybody, whether you're doing it or you're not. So Let's talk about my journey to running because I want you guys to know before I give you my tips, tricks, and all the information about today's episode, I was not a runner, okay? I did not get into running until my junior year of college, I would say. Other than that, I was never a runner. And I did sports my whole life, but, you know, unless it was running for the warm up, like I, I really was not into it whatsoever. And I have a very, very distinct memory of my senior year of high school. I just graduated and I was getting ready to go to college. And I knew that I was going to school for musical theater and dance. And I wanted to be in the perfect shape so that for whatever part they needed, like, you know, the 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 young pretty girl that I'd be in this like fit shape. And, and also in dance classes, I wanted to have like the exact body so that I'd be so good in class. And so I decided I'm going to go run at this park by my house every single day. And the first day I went there, I was in all my running gear, felt super cute. I go to go for a run. And I think I was only able to get up to 0.25 miles. And I was out of breath, like (gasps) heart racing. I had a cramp in my side and I was like, I can't do this. And then I'd walk a little and go to run again. And it was like the furthest I could go was just at like 0.25 miles. And it sucked. And I hated it. And then I literally never ran again after that because it just was so miserable to me. And then eventually in college, just from like friends and other people, I would run a little bit for exercise, but I still wasn't a runner. It was just like that day I wanted to do cardio. So I would start running, you know, but it just was something I still wasn't really enjoying or getting into. So I want to say that because even though you see me you know, posting about how I'm doing a half marathon and that, you know, I did one a few years ago. I was not a runner. I'm not somebody who just ran their whole life and decided to do a race. There are some people who are runners and it's always been a part of them. But for me, that wasn't it. So if somebody who can only do 0.25 miles and was bitching and complaining and cursing that they hated running could end up doing a half marathon, you can too. And that's the point of today's episode. Now, how did I get there and how did it get to the point of being somebody who despised running to doing a race? I will tell you. So I went and studied abroad my junior year of college and where we were, it was this old abbey that was in like the countryside of England. And so there was nothing really around us. You could walk up to the one pub that they had And then you'd have to take a taxi to get into the town that had like the actual shops, restaurants and bars or take I think it was like a two hour ride or maybe it was one hour ride to London. We so pretty much we were in the middle of nowhere. And so there wasn't much to do on the days that you were just at the Abbey and you didn't have class. And so every day I would go on a run with two of my friends through this trail that was nearby where you really got to see the whole countryside of England. And I loved it. And honestly, 
I had a tough time when I was staying abroad, like just with the people that I was with and missing home. And I don't know, I think I was just going through a real big discovery time in my life there. And so I turned to running to really get out of that mental, you know, block that I was experiencing and just, you know, not feeling good. And so every day I would get outside and run. And, you know, maybe the first day it was only that 0.25 miles. And maybe I would walk the rest of the trail. Fine. But then the next day I would just start to run a little bit more and add, you know, another 0.25. Like you did it once, you could do it again. And then every day I'd run more and more and more and more. And every day just adding that little bit more to the run than I did the day earlier. And I had good music. I was able to see the benefits of my mental health. And eventually towards the end of that trip, I was able to run like five miles and I felt really good. Came home, had to have surgery on my arm, which just totally stopped this running, exciting moment that I had, you know? And so after that running really took a break, I would just, you know, sometimes hop on the treadmill again. It was just like for working out, but I didn't find that love again for running. And then it wasn't until I got into corporate America that I was with a company where we had a half marathon coming up. And I was like, you know what? I need to challenge myself. I had gained a lot of weight from going to a desk job after being so active my whole life. I wanted to really challenge myself and have something new to try and compete with myself. And so I decided to sign up for this half marathon. And I really wasn't a runner at that point. I wouldn't consider myself a runner, you know? And so I started to do what I did when I studied abroad. I decided that my first day I would just see how far I could run. And I think that was something that was really important to start with. And I think how you start can really determine how your experience with running will be overall. If you go into a run, your first day running and say, I'm going to run three miles, I think you're setting yourself up for failure because you're putting this expectation in your head that you're going to be able to do this number that is so frequently said by everybody. You know, it doesn't seem that hard how many people do it. So you think you can easily achieve it. So then when you don't achieve it, well, you feel like shit. Like, wow, I could barely do three. I only was able to do two miles. Like that freaking sucked. I'm not going to be able to do this, right? You feel bad because you didn't get to the point that you wanted to get to. So what I think you have to do to set yourself up for success, and this is what I did, was there's just no expectations on that first run. I'm going to run as far as I can. You can track it on your watch or on your phone, whichever you have, and there's no expectations. You're going to run until you feel like you can't run anymore, and then you're going to look at the distance and have no preconceived notion of what you think that number should be. If it was only one mile, great, this is my starting point. If it was only two miles, great, this is my starting point. If it was only three miles, great, this is my starting point. But you need to define your starting point on your running journey and not think you have to start at this high number that you're hearing anyone else who is a runner say, okay? So I started at that number and then every day, what I would try, I would pick a day that would be my longest run. And typically it would be like a Saturday or Sunday because I just had more time to run longer. And then throughout the week, I would have running throughout my routine, but not have it be so much running. So maybe one mile on Monday, two miles on Tuesday, one mile on Wednesday, three miles on Thursday. And I just want to, you know, have like a good 
relationship with running where I was just building up that stamina. And then on the weekends when I would do that long run, I would really push further and further. So when I got to four miles, great. The next Saturday would have to be 4.5. And eventually I kept working my way up. And there definitely was a point where I felt very frustrated with it because eventually, you know, as you start running more, your runs become much longer than just an hour. You know, when I was first running, it was like, oh, great, like a 45 minute workout, quick, easy, it will be a part of my day, fine. But when I'm starting to run and my runs are getting to an hour and a half, close to two hours, it's like, wow, this really takes up <laughs> a big part of my day, you know? And so that part became hard, but I just kept running and stuck with it. And eventually I was prepared to do the half marathon. I completed the race in two hours and 30 minutes. And I had no idea of what time. I think I said, I just want to get under three hours. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to set the bar high and I'm just going to make it where I know I can do this in under three hours. And I think I did it in two and a half hours. And I just wanted to do it without stopping. That was my goal. I, I didn't care, you know, how I did it, but I just wanted to be able to do it to say that I ran a half marathon and did not have to stop or cheat or anything. And I did it and it felt so good. But let me tell you something, as good as it felt, the first thing I said when I finished running that race was I will never do a full marathon. <laughs> I, cause I had told everybody that this was going to be my prep. I'd do the half marathon and then the next step would be a full marathon. But after that race, I was dying. Cause I didn't really train the way that you probably could be most successful like I'm going to this time around. And I was beat. I had never actually ran the full, was it 13.1 miles? I'd never ran that. I think the furthest I'd ran up until that point was 12 miles, but I felt ready enough to do it. And it was hard. It was really freaking hard. But then I took a break from it for a long time. I mean, I'd run here and there again, back into that exercise routine. And now I feel like I'm building up that relationship with running again that I lost a long time ago, you know, like I'm having to start over again. And so the reason that I'm sharing all this is because I want you to know that although you might see me running the miles I achieve and me having that runner's high after, it's not this picture perfect, I'm a runner journey. It took me a very long time to get here. It took a lot of hard work and I'm still finding that relationship, I think, in a lot of ways too. So if you're not a runner right now, that doesn't mean you won't be a runner ever. You just have to find that relationship for you. So let's help you do that. Let's talk a little bit today all about running. I actually pulled up a lot of different, like really important, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the word I'm trying to say? Facts. Jeez. Facts about the benefits of running and you know why it's good for us, which some of them might be obvious, but some of them I was very impressed with. And then finally, tips of how I want you to get started and the ways that I think you could set yourself up for success so that hopefully after today you're inspired or maybe you're on a run right now listening to this. Or when you go to do your first run, listen to this again to get inspired. <laughs> okay, you guys. So let's dive into the benefits of running. So obviously, I think, I don't want to say obviously, because if you didn't know this, I don't want you to feel like shit. But, <laughs> but I think all of us know that running is good for our heart, right? We've heard this all the time. We've heard it from every doctor. I think it's in like every movie you see, like when somebody's getting older, they're like, oh, you should run. It's good for your heart. I don't know. Maybe this is just in my head. 
but it really is so good for us and it helps our full body to be stronger, much more well-equipped and keep everything flowing and moving the way that it should. Okay, so here's what's happening and some of you might already know this, but obviously as we run, we pump more blood and so oxygen and nutrients are flowing to our working muscles and over time, our lungs and our hearts adapt, which make them stronger so that you know instead of them just doing the blood pumping they're doing when I'm sitting here recording a podcast episode, they're getting much more stronger and able to take in much more air per breath. They're able to, you know, be able to pump more blood. It's just, we're getting those muscles much more stronger in that way. And as our cardiovascular efficiency improves, I'm reading a fact right now, you're able to run faster with less effort, your lower blood pressure and resting heart rate, you improve, improve, Oh my gosh, I can't this. Improve blood sugar control, lower triglycerides, and lower cholesterol. And overall, you are helping yourself to be safe from any um, diseases that could happen, any heart diseases, or you know anything that could be negatively affecting our bodies as we get older. So it's definitely something good for us to have, and it's helping our entire entire body. That's something that I think a lot of people don't realize is they think that running is just a good calorie burner, and it's all in the legs. You know, I think a lot of people think that when it comes to running, but we don't realize that the rest of our body is working so hard as we run too. Like it's a core workout. It's an arm workout. It's a lower body. It's a full body exercise. And so we are working on really every muscle. And don't get me wrong. There's other exercises where you can work on all of your muscles and get stronger. But running really is one that I think a lot of people don't realize that we are building strength and muscle and really hitting every single part in the body. With that, this was the fact that I thought was so interesting. So it's going to sound like I'm reading from a book, so I apologize. But it really helps with our bone density. I did not know this. I really didn't. Maybe you guys did. Let me know. But numerous studies have demonstrated that high impact activities like running place stresses on bones that stimulate them to adapt by laying down more minerals within the bony matrix to strengthen the structure. It also increases the production of bone building hormones in the body, stimulating the body to make more bone cells and inhibiting the activity of cells that break down bone cells. Stronger bones are more resilient and less likely to fracture. I had no idea I, I'm going to sound so dumb, but I feel like my whole life I heard drink milk. It's good for your bones. I, I didn't know that, that running could do that too. I found that to be fascinating. And then of course, I have to go into the mental health piece of how running helps our mental health. You guys know that's why I'm most, most passionate about. And truly, I think for me with running, like, yes, I love hearing about the bone density and how our hearts and lungs are getting stronger, but really it's the mental health piece that is so important to me. And it's not just with running, you know, with my F45 workouts, if I did yoga, if I did any sort of exercise, I am always doing it because of my mental health and that is my why. But, you know, with running, I really do feel that stress release as I'm running. And I, I just have really grown a love for it in that way that helps me to release a lot of stuff and escape from the world. You know, that's the cool thing about running is like, we get to go like be outside or even if you're inside, but it's like, it's just this like silent escape. is like kind of what I think about it. You know what I mean? But it really is though a stress reliever. I mean, with any sort of exercise, a lot of the benefits I've already talked about in previous episodes are going to hold true. You know, we're releasing endorphins, we're releasing stress and anxiety, we are building confidence. And that is absolutely what's happening when we're running too. And so, 
you know, that's why today when it comes to mental health, I want to focus on the term runner's high. I don't want to go through a lot of the facts you've heard when it comes to other exercises and why we need to exercise, because I think I've said that in a million episodes. (laughs) But when it comes to running, you'll hear a lot of runners or doctors or whoever talk about the runner's high. I think we've all heard this term before. And there's a lot of people like, is there really a runner's high or is it just because you went for a run, you feel like you should have a high, so you're saying that you feel good? (laughs) No, but it actually is a real thing that happens with running. So it's proven that runners have a sense of euphoria and lose track of time, bringing them into a positive state of being. Isn't that what I just said? Like, I love to run outside. I just escape. I have no screens in front of me. It's just the nature in front of me. I lose track of time and I'm just running, running and running, 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 running and running, running. Okay. So anyway, with long duration exercise, you release endorphins. So running is a long duration exercise most of the time. And endorphins have a morphine-like effect on the body and therefore may be responsible for feelings of well-being, in addition to many other neurotransmitters that are helping to unblock some of the things that are keeping the endorphins from releasing in our brain. So that was something interesting too. Like We don't realize that there could be a lot happening inside of our brain where these endorphins that so badly want to be released, they just can't. There's something blocking them. And so these neurotransmitters that are released while we're running are helping to just open up those those gateways, right? For all the happiness to shine through and come through. And I am loving that. And it improves our memory. So anybody who, you know, as we get older, that's super important, right? (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying. Anyway, aerobic exercise gets your heart rate up. It makes you sweat. And this can boost the size of your hippocampus, the part of the brain responsible for memory and learning. So guys, those are all incredible, incredible reasons that you know, running is very beneficial for us and good. But also I think something that's so important about running is like the confidence piece. You know, definitely releasing the stress and anxiety, I think is important, but there's a confidence that comes from within you when it comes to running. And the reason that is, is because, you know, running is a, it's a very solo exercise. You know, it's not like, other exercises. And actually, I have to say, this is why running is one of the hardest exercises for me to do. Because other places, like say F45, for example, and if you go to a gym, you'll know what I'm talking about. But you know, you don't have to think. You go to a gym or you take a class, there's an instructor holding you accountable. They're telling you everything to do. The workout is planned for. You just have to get through this time of what they're telling you to do, and then you're done, right? When you're running, like most of the time, it's all on you. There's nobody there to hold your hand. There's nobody there to cheer you on. There's nobody there holding you accountable. This is a solo exercise where you are determining what it's going to be. Now, you definitely can have accountability. You can join running clubs. You could have a friend working out with you. Like I have a friend who's a runner and we're cheering each other on and she is actually doing the half marathon with me and she's gonna help me with my training program. You know, we cheer each other on and we help hold each other accountable with like running, but we're not there. You know, she could encourage me to run, but she doesn't know if at lap two, I wanted to just give up and walk, you know? So it really is on you to push through those internal barriers. And it's really, really hard with running. But the positive of that is you build a really great sense of self-confidence because that responsibility was put on you and it's up to you to achieve this goal, there's nobody else that you can pass the credit off to. There's nobody else that you can say that you became a runner because of 
A, B, and C. Like you had to become a runner. And so there's a confidence that happens when you achieve that goal. And the confidence that occurs when you can say that you did it, you know, something that may have seemed impossible. I want you to think about that right now. What is something that feels impossible to you? It could be a 5K, a marathon, half marathon, whatever, put in your head. Imagine right now you saying how impossible that feels. And then one day you're going to complete it and look back on this moment and say, remember when I said I could never do that? Well, I did. I think it is so cool to prove ourselves wrong and to show ourselves that we can do much more than we set ourselves up for, you know? And I think with every race too, that's why I love running. I love doing races. I'm actually going to do a 5K before the half marathon this summer. I love it. I love running with people who are passionate about the same thing. It's a positive, uplifting community and everybody's cheering each other on. Everybody has the same goal. It's, it is so euphoric in so many ways. And I just, I think it just really, really can help so many people's mental health. And I, I highly recommend it. So how do you become a runner? <laughs> so now you know all the benefits and you're like, all right, Shannon, I am hooked. I'm on board. I'm going to sign up for that 5K. I know I said I wouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it. So how can we set you up for success? All right, journeyers, buckle the fuck up here. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, so first thing, and I mentioned this earlier, but I need to say it again, is you have to stop thinking you have to do so much and just focus on you. This is the big thing that is a roadblock for so many people when they go to start running is they're comparing themselves to other people out there. They're looking up exercises or things that people say, like start with one mile today. Well, one mile may not be the start of your running journey and that's okay. But I think so many people get like overwhelmed and intimidated by what they're creating in their head that they think they have to do. They end up just not doing it at all. And so you have to find your starting point. Let's say your goal was to do two miles. You can, and let me be clear with that. You can set a goal overall, but you do not start with that on your day one, okay? The goal could be on day one to complete two miles in any movement that you want. But by the end of your goal, you eventually want to be able to run the full two miles. Great. So you can start by just walking the two miles on the first day. That's how you get into running. You just walk it the first day. Then the next day, first five minutes, do a light jog. Okay, how was that was good. All right, how about the next day you actually do like a really, you know, you, you get running, you move a bit more than that jog in the first five minutes. Then add a five minute jog after that and then walk the rest. You see what I'm doing here? Like eventually just keep adding to that and building up your stamina and getting comfortable with running and getting to a point where you feel good. And let me tell you something that's going to happen there. Instead of you setting the goal that you want to run two miles on day one and feeling like defeated and feeling like a piece of shit, instead, on day one, you achieve the goal that you had, a goal that you knew you could achieve. And that's going to build your confidence instead of knocking you down, is that every day you're achieving things that you know you can do and you are fully capable of doing. So make sure that you are not comparing yourself and you start where you need to. And that's the thing with running too, is like you are your only competition. You may be in races where there's other people participating, but you're not competing against anyone. It is just you and your progress and however you get to where you want to be, that's all that matters. 
you know, you don't have to be looking at anybody else. So I would say definitely to figure out what your starting point is going to be. Okay. Couple of other things. Um, this one I feel like is pretty self-explanatory. I think a lot of people think about this when it comes to running, but what's your entertainment going to be? What's going to help you get through this run? Personally, I love listening to podcasts because since I'm not out on the road anymore and you know I'm home a lot, I don't really listen to podcasts as much as I used to. So running is a great opportunity for me to catch up on the podcast that I love listening to. But I've also done runs where I just want to listen to some music. That's fine. Or you can do a run where there's nothing. You just want to be silent. You just want to enjoy the nature around you. That's fine. But pick what you're going to need to help motivate you and get you through this. And I also think running could be looked at you know, as an escape for you, like the opportunity to get away from looking at a screen the whole time, the opportunity to listen to that audio book you've been wanting to hear for so long, right? Like don't look at it as a negative chore, but instead an opportunity for escape, you know, an opportunity for you to escape and do the things that you've been wanting to do, but maybe you've been struggling to find the time or to prioritize that, you know? Okay. Couple of other things to keep in mind. Um, make sure you are stretching before and after you run. I think this is also a big mistake that people make when it comes to running is they get so excited, right? And maybe their first day, they haven't ran in forever, but they do three miles. They push through. It sucked. It was hard, but they did it. And yay! The next day, they have terrible shin splints. Their hips and knees are killing them. And they were like, why the hell did I ever decide to go for that run? Does that sound familiar? Guys, this has been me so many times. So like, it's okay. And I think what happens a lot is number one is we're not listening to our bodies. And number two is we're not stretching and taking care of ourselves. So stretching is overlooked, I think, by people all the time. They don't think it's important. They don't think that they need to do it. They just want to get the workout done and move on to the next thing. But listen, if you're not stretching... This is where injury can happen so often and muscle aches that can end up ruining that whole relationship because when we don't stretch, our muscles shorten and tension builds where that muscle is resting after our workout, whereas stretching helps to lengthen, release the pressure on the muscles and keep that mobility. So I know stretching might feel like you don't feel like doing it, but just do a quick, even if it's just a two minute stretch before your workout and five minute stretch after you will see a big difference and just make sure you're listening to your body because you don't want an injury to, you know, put a, a bad, bad taste on running for you overall. Okay. Something else that may seem obvious, but some people might forget is have plenty of water and be mindful of what you're putting into your body. Okay. So because this is what's happened with me. And the reason I want to bring this one up is I've gotten into running where I've decided to go for a run and I've like pushed through. It was a really hard run. And guess what happens afterward? I come home with a freaking killer headache. My head is pounding. My face is red and hot and I am in pain after my run. And the reason for that almost always is because I haven't had enough water. And so my body is so dehydrated. I'm getting this terrible headache. And then I hated running because I would get a headache all the time. (laughs) You know, so make sure you're drinking plenty and plenty of water before and after you work out. And really that like entire week, just water is definitely going to be an episode I do this season all about the importance of it, why we need it and how much we should be having because it really is so important. And I have to say during the times where I've been on track with my water goals and I haven't been slacking on that, I haven't been having those headaches or, you know, those really bad 
effects afterward. So make sure you are doing that. And then also make sure you're having food that energizes you, that is supporting you. And it's not crap because you don't want to have to poop on a run. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Last tip that I'm going to give you, and this kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about with the water and, you know, getting headaches and being too hot. You really have to choose a good time of day to go for your run because if you go at the peaks at peak hours of the day, like 12 o'clock in the afternoon, the sun's out, it's freaking hot. You're going to have a hard time getting through the run. Okay. It's not going to be like early in the morning when maybe we don't have to deal with the sun beaming down on us or that heat where it's going to be easier. You know, it's going to be really hard in the afternoon to be able to get that run. So I would recommend running in the morning. You can run at night, but I recommend running in the morning because the endorphins that are released when we're running, they actually are also increasing our energy levels too. So sometimes I find that when I run in the afternoon or later at night, I'm much more awake and I'm having a hard time sleeping. Even if my body feels physically exhausted, I think I'm just like awake from the work that I just did. So I would recommend running in the morning instead, but find a time of day that's going to be best for you and find the environment that you need. You know, I personally love running outside, but that's not always feasible. Sometimes I have to run inside, you know, if it's not a nice day out and I have a treadmill at home. But if you don't, you know, you might want to sign up at a gym where you could use a treadmill or start running around your neighborhood. But I would start identifying the time and environment for your run. And that is pretty much it, you guys. I hope today's episode inspired you to run and to just start just start. Okay. I think that's the point of today is just to start. It doesn't matter where you start or what your journey is going to look like, but just start and do what's best for you. Okay. Anyone can be a runner. I used to feel like I wasn't because I would see people who are running races all the time. Like there's this one girl in my school who like, she literally ran all the time. She was so, she was always in races. And I felt like I could never be like her because it just never was a part of my life. But just because it's not part of your life right now, doesn't mean it can't be. So just start, work your way up and you'll get there. Oh, and my last tip, I forgot to mention this. Um, If you're just starting running, you know, as long as you wear your gym shoes, I think you'll be fine. But eventually I will say I just got the Hoka's. They are such comfortable running shoes. They give me the best ankle support ever. And they're super light. They're not bulky like other shoes, but that's definitely um, a shoe I recommend. And then also there's stores like Roadrunner where they can actually have you go on a treadmill and see like where your feet are in alignment to give you the best ankle and knee support. And they'll give you inserts for your shoes where, you know, it'll be able to support you and give your body the best results when it's running and have less um, opportunity for injury. So that was the last tip I want to say. I almost forgot that. But you guys, I want you to send me DMs. Let me know if today's episode was helpful. If you enjoyed it, if you have any questions or anything else you want me to talk about, I am here for you. That is at you got this underscore the journey on Instagram. I'm always asking questions, but you know my DMs are open for any time that you guys have a question. All right, my journeyers, before we close out today's episode and we dive into the week (laughs) and you'll hear a new episode next week, I have a quote for you. Okay. Eventually, you will learn that the biggest competition against you is the little voice inside your head that wants you to quit. What did I say before, you guys? You are your biggest competition, okay? 
nobody else. And let me tell you, the hardest thing that's going to happen on this is when you hear yourself wanting to quit and when the voice in your head is telling you to quit. So that's why I chose this quote today because that is the biggest competition is you. All right, my journeyers, I have faith. If you start running, I want you to tag me in your post and I want to cheer you on because I am damn proud of you. (laughs) All right, you guys, I will see you next week for another episode of You Got This, The Journey. But until then, always remember through every high, every low, every positive, every negative, every up, every down, whatever it may be, always remember you got this.